Welcome to the Destiny Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this sermon by Lee Box. God, I thank you for the next half an hour that it's going to be the best half an hour of our life. Amen. 1 Corinthians 13 verse 1. Woohoo. Love. If I speak in the tongues of man and of or of angels, but do not have love, I'm only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. This verse has been a verse that I've known about for years, loved for years, been challenged for years on, and today I'm speaking about it. Yay! Like, just think about the verse in itself. If my life, if my words, if my actions are without love, they're just a noise. Who wants to be a noise on the earth? And if you think about the type of noise, it's not a nice noise on its own. The definition in Greek amounts to this. It's sound without soul or feeling. A piece of metal, when struck, will merely produce noise. Instrument can produce by itself no tune. It's just a piece of noise. And I've always been challenged by this verse because it talks about my life. And I don't know about you, but I want my life to mean something, to achieve something, to uh, have an effect on the earth. Hence why I've often been challenged by this verse. So at the moment as a church, we've been looking at love is our highest goal. One of our visions, one of our core beliefs, love is our highest goal. So I'm sitting on that today. Justin's been sharing on it the last couple of weeks. And in all honesty, if you think about it, we could probably sit on this one aspect. So our church vision is presence, health and influence. And in that, there's eight beliefs to uh, back that up. And love is our highest goal is one of them. And in all honesty, we could probably spend the next 10 years talking about this one aspect. It is so diverse and so big that we could just sit here forever. I don't think we will, but today we are. So Justin has been talking on the aspect of encouragement the last couple of weeks. Love looks so different to so many people. At the moment, I get the privilege of learning about Bella's love. She's hands down at the moment. Now, I understand we all change and probably when she turns three, it'll be different again. But hands down at the moment, she is words of affirmation. If you say anything nice to Bella, she turns around and she's just over the moon. She'll either give you a hug or a kiss or thank you or just say it back to you. It's just all about words. And she has the other attributes as well. She likes to help, except when it comes to cleaning her toys. She loves to spend time. She loves to do what loves gifts. I reckon she owns over 10 pairs of sunglasses. Jeepers. And guess which parent is the one that keeps buying them? It ain't me. (laughs) But there's so many ways of expressing love. So today we're going to dig deep in that. Is that all right? So we're focused on encouragement. I would highly recommend you listen to the podcasts 
if you, have, um, if you haven't heard the messages. Very good. Love is our highest goal. Here we go, love. I'm going to get you to participate as well today. In my research on the word love, just so I'm going to talk about love is our highest goal, but we're going to focus on love right now. In my research, in looking up dictionary meanings, Bible meanings, every form of meaning, jeepers, it's diverse. I couldn't sum it up in one sentence even if I tried because different expressions, different uh, people, different ways of going about it. it. It didn't stop. I kept writing and writing and writing to the point where I started to get a headache going, I'm t- oh, this is just too big. Love in itself, the word is just too big. So right now, can I encourage you, not encourage you, I'm asking you, pull out your phone or your pen and paper and write down, if you had to sum up love in one sentence, what would it be? What would the sentence look like? How would it apply to your life? You may come up with words like trust, affection, honest, passion. And you may think of different groups of people, family, friends, kids, spouse, And then that looks all different in itself again. Stranger, neighbour, person at the shops, uh, workers, colleagues. If you start thinking about it and start thinking about it in your life, it's hard for your brain to find an end point to go, yep, this is what it means. Because then when you think about something else, it looks different yet again. It's so complex and it's, it's amazing how every culture uses it. It's a word that no matter if you live in Australia or anywhere around the world, the word love is used. So it's a word we need to get our heads around. It's a word we need to understand for our own lives. For me personally, in my, this has been a couple of week journey, knowing I was speaking today, just back and forth, uh, pondering And I was thinking about, you know, Justin, my love for Justin and what that looks like and how that is expressed and how that is outworked in my life and and how that, you know, plays out in my life. And then I was thinking about my family who I, you know, love and, and what that looks like and it's different yet again and thinking about my friends and how that applies in my life and and how I show my love to my friends and how I, you know, receive love back from my friends and, you know, my workers and my neighbours and Justin's friends and like I got emotional during worship because I didn't open the message that Justin sent. He just said, you know, what he said and then I actually opened it and I read who it was. So "Ah." it's awesome because I know these people. We're we're doing life with these people. You want to see them encounter God. And it looks so different across all board. And then I stopped, you can tell me off later, at my kids. Oh, jeepers, that love's different. Wow. Because I, hmm, how do I word this? With my family, friends, with Justin, it's a choice. When they annoy me, I still have to choose to love them. When they disappoint me, I still choose to love them. My kids, 
It's not a choice. It's amazing. Even when Bella's being rude, I can't turn it off. It doesn't disappear. It doesn't go anywhere. And just when I think I have Bella, and just when I think there's no way I can have this for anyone else, Jude comes along. Oh, wow. It's amazing how your life can look when you don't think it can go any further. And then I think that they've got all my heart. It can't get any bigger. You say something like, Bella, I'm so proud of you. And she turns around and says, Mum, I love you every day. Oh, jeepers. (laughs) Just when you think it can't go any further, it's like this. How's that even possible? It's amazing. It doesn't matter what they do in their future. I might be disappointed. I might not agree with some of their choices. But they will always have all my love. And in thinking about this, in thinking about all my relationships, my love for everyone and my kids, I was reminded about God being our perfect father. Father. In other words, my love for my children, as imperfect as I can be, God who is perfect has a greater love because I'm his child for me. Whoa. Doesn't matter what I do in my life. It doesn't matter what choices I make in my life. He can't turn it off. He can be disappointed at times, but he can't turn it off. It's always there. Always. If you think about the Bible, the whole Bible, I wrote this down because I loved it. The theme of the entire Bible is the revelation of God's love. Just think about it. It's the revelation of God's love. Garden of Eden. God says, don't eat the fruit. They eat the fruit. Silly people. God goes looking for them because they're hiding. He's not looking for them to to discipline them. He's looking for them to reconnect with them, to establish connection again. Because they had connection, now they're hiding. And then from that moment on, God's whole mission is to send Jesus. Why? So we can have connection. So we can have this love with him. So that nothing can get in the way. Again, if someone asked me to give Judah up, the answer is no. But yet God did that for us. He bridged the gap. 1 John 3, 16. This is how we know what love is. Christ laid down his life for us. Christ laid down his life for us. If any of you in here today was to say, Lee, will you take a bullet for me? (laughs) No. Sorry. If Jude said it, absolutely. 
Absolutely. Jesus did it for us. He laid down his life. And do you know what's even more phenomenal to think about? I hope you're still pondering about your love. Is to think about God's love. The whole Bible is about us encountering his love, getting to that point. But then the Bible teaches us is that God is love. So A, it's not what he does or what he gives or what he um, shares and, and, and uh, puts on our life and, and encourages us to step in. It's actually who he is. So he takes it a step further of not only do you have my love, but I am love. It's who he is. Okay, so how does that apply to our life? Ready for it? Actually, I'm going to share this verse first. Ephesians 3.19. Actually, I'm going to go verse 17. I'm going to read it here. Verse 17b. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that we may be filled with the measure of all the fullness of God. That we may, that we may know... Uh, that we may know this love. The word know, which I know you all know, because Justin shared before, the word know means by experience. That we will experience this love, so we will be filled to the fullness. So God is saying, I don't want you to know up here the love I'm talking about. I don't want you to know up here this love, i.e. me. I want you to experience me. I want you to experience my love. I want you to experience who I am so that you can be full to overflowing so that, here we go, so that the very love I have for my children, that degree of love is possible for me to have for everyone. Wow. To the point where you say, Lee, will you take a bullet for me? And my answer can be yes. I'm not there. (laughs) I'm on a journey too. But this love that God's talking about is not a love of, um, I want you to love your brothers and sisters because I love my brother. Love Mitch. But still, we can have an argument and I can walk away and go, I've got to choose this right now. But as I experience him, as I experience God, those moments of, will go and the moments of, of course I love him, become stronger because it's who God is. In our book, which we reference all the time, and I hope you've got one, if not, grab one. I hope you read through it because this took a lot of time putting together. No, because it'll change your life. 
And there's a super cute photo of Bella in it, so, you know, that's always a good thing. Defining the core belief, the first one here. God's love is the lens through which we see people. What a challenge. God's love. Not my human ability to love. Not my capacity to love, which at times can be quite small. But God's love is how I view people. So the closest thing that I have experienced to God's love is my love for my children. Hence that analogy. You might have other expressions and other ways. But how we view humanity, how we view each other, how we view our neighbours and our co-workers and all the rest of it is through the lens of God's love. Who finds that challenging? Yeah, because people can be annoying. I know I'm a pastor and I just said that. But as I encounter him, as I experience his love, how much easier that part is. Love is our. Let's stop on our. Our. It's a pretty easy word to explain, isn't it? Our. Love is our highest goal. Our. It's not mine, it's ours. You go, Lee, I didn't write the booklet. Yeah, I know. But you come to the church. So let's all jump on board. Let's do this together. We're a team. So what was mine is now ours. I love it. Love is our highest goal. I really hope, look, in in all fairness, yeah, the vision of the church was something that we laboured over for, you know, ages and we put together over a long period of time and we really prayed about it and asked God and all the rest of it. But I really pray that you're still here because you agree and you believe in where we're going. That this has become your vision, your heart. So the hour is ours, not just Justin and mine, that we've all embraced it. Okay, that's pretty self-explanatory. Here we go, highest. Love is our highest. Woohoo. Yeah. Jeepers, I didn't think this through with the microphone as well. Like any mountain, there is a bottom, a middle, and a top. By any meaning, by the very meaning of highest, it's pretty basic and pretty simple. Like any job, any, any area of your life. If you were to climb a mountain, there's a bottle, a middle, a top. That's your highest point standing up here. Your top, the highest, the peak of the mountain. I don't know if you've climbed a mountain before. I've done some small ones. That's my capacity. And by the time I'm at the top, I'm pretty spent. I'm done. If you were then to apply that on a fitness level, there's different levels of fitness. There's your people that aren't very fit, people that are pretty average in their fitness. And then you've got athletes who hit the highest point in their fitness. Let's talk about school, academic. You have kids that are needing a bit more assistance than others who maybe are just a bit below average. Then you've got average. Then you've got the ducks of the school. 
top of the school in education. Let's talk about houses. In any suburb, there is the bottom end of the market. That's when you buy. You buy bottom end. There is the average part of the market. And then there's the top end of the market. Jobs. When you start a job, you're often at the bottom end of your employment and you work your way up to the highest level. Pretty basic. Highest in its meaning. I wrote this down because I loved it. Extending above the normal level. So if we were to say normal level is down here, average, normal, middle of the way, we extend above it. We don't stop. That's our goal. That's where we're working towards. We don't stop there. We go, hang on, I'm going above the normal. It's far from a reference point. Where's your reference point? And you shoot past it. I hope that's like you in all aspects of life. Shoot way past it. I love it how the Bible says God will do exceedingly immeasurably more than we ask or imagine. What's your reference point? And then go bigger and bigger because God will do more than that. I love this. The highest point. All right, I'm going to do it. The highest point here. Ooh. <laughs> the highest point is costly. It's expensive. It's luxurious. It's dear. It takes effort and time. It's not easy. The bottom is easy. Climbing up here, I was a bit shaky. I was nervous. It cost me an embarrassing moment of wobble. So then how does that apply in this reference of love is our highest goal? Let's be real blunt. Down the bottom is I hate people. Then the ladder is, you know, you're somewhere on there and up here is God's love for people. Where are you? Let's now bring it a bit closer to home. Down the bottom is I hate myself. Your thoughts are somewhere on this ladder and God's thoughts is you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Where are you on this ladder? And wherever you are, what is it? Love is our highest It is the greatest form. That is what we're working towards. It is our highest level. Mitch, I don't know how you do this all the time. Love, it's got to be up there. That's what we're working towards. Goal. Love is our highest goal. Meaning of goal. The subject of a person's ambition or effort. An aim or desired result. A purpose. Something you want to achieve. I really hope in your life you've set some goals. Just across board. Marriage, work, family, income, kids. You've set some goals. 
and that they're up there. It's a goal for a reason. We don't have it now. It's what we're working towards. As a church, love is our highest goal. We're not there. We're working towards it. It's probably something we'll be working towards to the very end. It's what we're going after. That we have the lens, we see everyone through the lens of God. Everyone through the lens of God. That it's our goal. That's what we're going after. It's what we're working towards as a church. We may not be there yet. We may be sitting somewhere here, but we've got the goal. That's our aim. How do we get there? How do we achieve it? Well, as I said, Ephesians, we need to experience God. We need to experience Him because it's He that can do it through us. So what that may look like during worship on a Sunday morning, at home, whatever, wherever, driving the car, just God. May I encounter your love right now. May I experience your love right now. It doesn't look like me falling over or whatever picture. It just can be so simple and easy. It doesn't take two hours. It is just, uh, I loved how Liv this morning said, you know, ask. We do not have because we haven't asked. Ask. (laughs) We own it. The only way we achieve things in life is actually if we, we grab a hold of something and go, this is what I'm going after. You could leave here this morning going, yeah, Lee, Lee shared a nice message. Now I'll go do my own thing. You can do that, no problem. Just means you won't get there. Life is our highest goal. We own that. We go, I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to take practical steps towards it. I'm going to spend time discovering who I am so that my love for myself is not down here. Why? Because it says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength. Love yourself as you love others. So if you're down here on yourself, your love for others is down here. So love, get to know who you are, where you're going, what you want to be. Get Holy Spirit to help you. I love it. He's our helper. Get people around you to encourage you. Go up to someone. How's your love going? Nudge the person next to you. How's that love going? Are you seeing people through the eyes of God's love? Meditate on the scripture. This has so many scriptures, especially on love. If you go to the Love is Our Highest Goal page, look them up. They're brilliant. Make declarations over yourself. We're big on that. There are so many things we can do to help us to achieve our goal. Go home and come up with what works for you. Everyone is different. What works for me will not necessarily work for you. You need to know who you are and what will work for you. If we talk about a different goal, for instance, let's talk about the Tigers. Go Tigers. I agree. The whole goal, one would hope... The whole goal of the Richmond Football Club this year is to win another premiership. If their goal is not to win a premiership, then eh, they're probably not going to win. Like, the goal is to win. Every, every team, your goal is to win. Yeah, you want to have fun, but at that level, your goal is to win. So if we flip goal, this is another word for goal, To achieve their ultimate goal, they need to kick, 
goals. Get what I'm saying? Different goal, but still goal. They need to kick goals to achieve their goal. And what happens when someone kicks a goal? Everyone cheers. Some louder than others, but everyone cheers. They haven't reached the ultimate goal. They just kicked a goal, but everything is assisting in the goal that they're working towards. So that's why as a church, we're massive on testimonies. We're massive on people sharing what they've done. Why? Because here's the goal. Up there is the goal we're working towards, but someone kicked a goal and we get to cheer with them on the way of achieving their goal. Does that make sense? (laughs) Goal. So as a church, let's not become tired of hearing the testimony from each other. When you get together, when it's meeting, like when, when Liv today says, go up and say hello to someone, maybe take it a step further instead of just saying, hi, how was your week? How about you say, hey, have you got any testimonies to share with me that I can celebrate your goal over? How's, do you have any love testimonies? Someone was annoying you and you chose to see them through God's lens. Have you got any testimonies? So I can celebrate. Who loves being celebrated? I hope you do. Maybe I'll just have a high self-esteem. I love it. We celebrate massive in our house. Bella does a wee in the toilet. You should hear the song and dance. The goal is no more nappies. The goal's in between us. She did a wee on the toilet. To the point where she had to say, Mum, no more clapping. What child says no more clapping? <laughs> She's sitting on the toilet and I'm there. She goes, Mum, when I do it, no more. No clap. No clap. Okay, whatever. I'm just so proud. You did away. But we celebrate. Love is our highest goal. I hope... I understand this is real basic. I understand that. But I really hope that your challenge for loving people has been stretched. Because there is a world out there that needs God's love. And the beautiful thing is he chooses to use us. He chooses to express his love through us. Which means... We need to make it a goal. We need to go, grow in this. Experience him, see through his eyes. 1 Corinthians 14.1, New Living Translation. Let love be your highest goal. I wonder where we got, the, got it from. Straight from the Bible. It continues to say, let love be your highest goal exclamation point but you should also desire the special abilities the spirit gives you dash especially the ability to prophesy jeepers when we talk about the prophetic here or we're doing a prophetic training day or whatever it may be it's not because we just want to do something nice 
or we just want to tick a box. But how is it, sorry Mitch, I'm just going to pick on you for a second. How is it that my love for Mitch is going to be at its highest point? If I see him through the lens of God and how do I see him through God's lens? By hearing God and how do I hear him? The prophetic. So the prophetic is not something we just do nice occasionally. It's not something that we just say every so often. It's not something that, you know, a guest speaker will come up and give a few words. It's not something that we take lightheartedly. It's something that all of us needs to step into and go, I hear God. I hear God for Owen. I hear God for Ian. I hear God for Jenny. And now I'm going to treat them and love them and act according to what God says they are out of the overflow of my own experience of who he is. The prophetic is so important. If we want to hit this as our highest goal, love as our highest goal, if we want to get there, we need to be hearing what he's saying over other people's lives. And we need to hear what he's saying over our own life. Not relying on what Mitch says to me that God says. If all I'm relying on is what other people tell me that God says, my walk with God becomes non-existent. I need to hear him for myself and for others. I love that verse. Love is our highest goal. Obviously, we go after all the spiritual gifts. But for this one to work, for this one to play out, for this one to have an impact in our life, we need the prophetic to be functioning in our life. I read this quote this week and it just really struck me. As you pursue truth... As you pursue truth... So no matter what you're going on in your life, hopefully you're going after truth. You're trying to get the truth, not the doctor's sayings and facts, but the truth. We're going after truth. As you go after and pursue truth, I pray you discover love. How beautiful is that? As you're going after truth, i.e. what God says, I pray you discover him. You discover love. Because that trumps it all. Trumps it. Because when we experience his love, wow. And not as a once-off. I'm going to say that, not as a once-off. Bella, on a daily, or Jude, daily, I say to them, I love them, daily. They experience my overflowing love. I can't say last week I did it, so today they don't need it. Daily they need to know that they're loved. It's the same with us and God. We need to experience his love, not go, oh, yeah, two years ago I felt his love and it just was awesome. Go for it daily. Two seconds. God, I need to experience your love today. May I encounter your love. Can we have communion handed out, please?
as the communion's been handed out, I just really wanted to, like I've, I've been speaking for over 30 minutes. 30 minutes is my, I'm done. But what I wanted you to do is actually uh, not hear my voice, but as you take communion, encounter his love for yourself. Or maybe you need to repent. That simply means turn the way you're thinking, shift your thoughts and say, I haven't really been loving people well. I'm sorry, Lord. I'm making it my goal. I'm shifting the way I'm thinking about people. It's going to be my goal. I'm working on this. So I'm just going to pray and for about two minutes. I'm going to ask you, you might need to write things down, whatever, but I'm going to ask you, what does God want to do in your life from that message? Does that make sense? It'll be different for everyone. We're all at different spots. But how can you grab something of that and allow God to minister it to you. So Father, I thank you so much that you're always speaking, that you're always speaking. We just need to tune in. And I thank you, God, that your love is without limits. So I just pray right now for the next couple of minutes that you're going to touch our hearts, that you're going to reveal things to us, that you're going to speak to us, that you're going to challenge us, inspire us, encourage us, whatever we need right now. In Jesus' name.